All right, welcome back to Biased Opinion Podcast. I'm here with PJ, uh, talking sports today. You want to start us start us off? Yeah, episode thirteen. Uh, we're kind of just not gonna lie, making it up as we go along. We've been on vacation the past couple of weeks, kind of getting caught up with other stuff outside of NBA free agency and previewing uh, this week in sports, which really isn't that much. So I think uh, we'll start with the Wimbledon tournament. Uh, we'll get into Coco Golf a little bit later and her amazing run. But I think we have to start on the men's side. Uh, yesterday, Novak Djokovic, uh, Roger Federer playing a legendary five-set match. Novak Djokovic eventually coming out on top. Back and forth match, especially the fifth set. Both players had a break up. Both players broke the opponent's serve. Both players had a chance to take control of the match. In the end, it went to a tie break. First time it's ever happened at Wimbledon. Previously in Wimbledon, like they just keep playing until somebody wins the set by two or wins by two or more games. Uh, new rule change, if it's tied 12-12, to 12, it just goes into a regular tie break. First to seven points, win by two. So I think that was good. You didn't see the game, the match go on for another four more hours. Yeah. So uh, what, legendary match, two-hour uh, long fifth set. What did you think about the Jovich better match? Uh, I thought it was impressive that both these guys could go so long because, I mean, they're like, 40. It was the longest, longest uh, men's final in Wimbledon. Uh, impressive performance from Five Djokovic. Hours. He was, the crowd was all on Federer's side. He's basically he's playing on the road, basically. Um, everyone wants Federer back against the wall. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a very impressive win. Very yeah, impressive. Federer. Le- two legends. Yeah, and you're right about two legends. Federer's 37. He's about to turn 38 uh, in the next month. And Djokovic, he was definitely going up against the crowd. It's insane. Djokovic, number one ranked player in the world. He's probably been the best tennis player in the last couple of years. And the crowd doesn't just does not appreciate him at all. When Roger Federer <laughs> hits like a good <laughs> shot, and get, when Roger Federer hits a good shot, everybody starts cheering. And even like the cameras, like behind the court, they see these people with their arms like getting raised up. <laughs> and then Djokovic, when he hits a good shot, people are kind of like clapping. They they just shouldn't clap at all, in my opinion. You might as well just <laughs> not do anything. I mean, clapping half-heartedly to an amazing shot by an amazing player just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to yeah, me. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean... Djokovic de- deserves more respect. I agree. Djokovic is a legend. He's been doing it for... I mean, this guy was dominating when we were in, like, middle school element. Like, this guy's been dominating for a decade over that. And it, it's insane. You look at tennis right now, the three best players in the world have been in are right now and have been for the last like 10-15 years Nadal, Federer, Djokovic they've just been dominant not 15 but like the last 10 years Yeah, 10-15 when we were in elementary school these were the three best tennis players in the world and they still are the three best tennis players in the world and it's not close and no player under 30 has won a Grand Slam in their careers right now in tennis yeah that's insane updating the Grand Slams uh, victory list Federer age They'll call him 38, 20 Grand Slams. Nadal, age 33, 18 Grand Slams. Djokovic, 32, 16 Grand Slams. You see Djokovic probably getting more than the other two when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I mean... Nadal's like, he's got a weird style to him. I don't know how long his game's going to last. And Djokovic is just, he's an all-around beast. And if Djokovic, if he ages like Federer and he's doing this for six more years, I, he's probably going to pass him. Yeah, and then going back to the match itself, I think it's it's hard not to bring up that fifth set when Djokovic initially he was up 3 to 2 yeah he was up 3 to 2 and he broke Roger Federer to go up 4 to 2 so basically if Djokovic wins the rest of his serves he wins the match without it going all the way to the tiebreak yeah. next set next game Roger Federer breaks him 
I mean, that's just that's legendary by Federer just to get it right back. It's clutch. And breaking serve and tennis is incredibly hard. Then at 7-7, Djokovic, I think he was up 30-love serving, and then he eventually loses it, and Federer breaks him. So that gave Federer the chance. He's serving for the championship. He goes <laughs> up 40-15, to and his last two serves to go up 40-15 were paint. Like, Djokovic, he didn't even, he didn't even move. He didn't even return him. <laughs> so he's got, he's got two championship points. The whole crowd is just... It, Wimbledon center court might explode if he wins. Djokovic, in a minute and a half, four points, right in a row. It was insane. Back well, against the wall. Back against the wall, crowd again. The crowd against you. Kind of a choke by Federer. I don't, I'm not going to say that at all. It was not a choke by Federer at all. It was greatness from Novak Djokovic. All right, I agree with that. It was... I mean, tennis, there's like an inevitability when a guy has like a championship point that they're going to win. Djokovic, first player since 1948 at Wimbledon final to save a championship point and then go on to win it. It's, it was insane. It's pretty impressive. And not only did he win the four points, he made it look so easy. <laughs> and the whole, the whole match, he couldn't return Federer's serve at all. He, never, he didn't break him until like the fifth set. And Federer had so many aces. And then money's on the line. Okay, that's just, he's down 40 to 15. He gets two points, it's 40 to 40. Federer, he's still in an amazing position. Djokovic gets one more. Okay, if you would ask Federer before the whole thing started, they, Djokovic has the advantage, but you're still serving to win the match, to win Wimbledon. He'd probably take it. And what does Djokovic do? Comes out, and then just four points in a row, minute and a half, deflates the whole crowd. I mean, it's kind of hard for Federer to win the match after that. Tom Brady-esque. Gotta love it. Gotta respect it. And then the match ends with a tiebreak. The first and the third sets... Both went to tie breaks, and Djokovic won both of those, so it was clear that Djokovic was a favorite in that one. And then I think there was a big point, I think it was 10-10, where Djokovic was fighting and he held his serve. It was like a 10-minute game or something. Federer had multiple chances to break him. I don't know. I think people can say Federer choked. Federer, he, he played a great match throughout the whole game. I mean, Djokovic couldn't return his serves, and he was Djokovic is considered one of the best returners in the game. And Djokovic not having his best stuff, the mental toughness... Four and a half hours into the match to say, I'm not losing this right now. <laughs> and to win four points in a minute and a half. With, I, he didn't break a sweat. I mean, he was just... It was like he was playing an amateur out there. It was insane. And Federer... That could have been one of Federer's greatest wins of his career. Ninth Wimbledon title. That would have been for him. And he just... That's tough. Crowd on his side. I was rooting for Novak. I mean, obviously you can tell that right now. I'm, yeah. That was, that was amazing <laughs> what Novak did. And... The announcers stunned, and then the announcers were they're ready to, to make a big thing for Federer, and like when Federer broke Novak to go up eight to seven, they basically cheer like they like he won the match, and then Novak <laughs> just comes right back. It was insane. It's clutch back against the wall. Crowds haters are motivation. And it would have been impressive for Federer because he did he beat Nadal in the semifinals, and I I don't think there's been many times where like either of those three have beaten both of them to win a yeah. Grand Slam. It's it's very rare, so that would have been big for him. Um, anything else you got to add on that match before we move on to the women's? Um, I think that's it. That's all I got to add. Let's move on. Yeah, Novak. Uh, we should add back-to-back titles. Definitely the favorite for a three-peat next year as well. Uh, moving on to the women's, Simona Halep defeated Serena Williams in the final. That's not really the main talking point in the tournament, I would say. Uh, Serena, she lost. The, the match was very quick. Took like an hour. Serena not at her best, but Simona Halep. Eventual champion, she beat Coco Goff in the round of 16. Coco Goff was the story of the tournament. 15-year-old defeated Venus Williams in the first round, defeated a no-name in the second round, defeated a no-name in the third round, but still, I mean, 15 years old, 
I think she's the youngest ever woman to make it to the round of 16. And, I mean, it's kind of hard impressive. to call her a woman. I mean, she's 15. She's she's still a girl. It's insane. She beat Venus Williams, and she's been doing it for two decades. I mean, I think... That that is more. I think Venus. It's time to hang up the cleats. I mean, you can't go from you can't go from greatness. Venus Williams is an iconic women's tennis player. You can't go from greatness to losing to fifteen year olds. So yeah. before we give Coco Goff her respect, Venus, that's unacceptable. Because I mean, so Simona Halep was ranked seventh in the world, former number world number one. I mean, she was probably there for a couple weeks or whatever. She's not. She's not losing to fifteen year olds. Good good tennis players don't lose to fifteen year olds. Yeah. And I think that's Venus needs to reconsider her career. 39, probably doesn't need the money anymore. You, you, you can't go out of your career losing to 15-year-olds. A 15-year-old making it that far, that's insane. She has to be, like, the, like, she has to be considered, like, the favorite to be the next Serena Williams, like, the next great one. She definitely has caught the eyes of the tennis world. Was, was Serena this good when she was 15? I, I don't think so. But, like, this is... And it's also not only that she beat those three players to get to the round of 16, she beat, like, other young girls to get into the Wimbledon. Like, she had to win, like, three or four qualifying matches to get into the tournament to begin with. Yeah, that's extremely impressive. And then, like, center court's, like, the most prestigious court in tennis, and they, like, hand-select their matches there, and it shows how big of a draw, like, Coco Goff was for the tournament that the Wimbledon, you know, chair people wanted to put her on center court. To, yeah. Like, that's 15-year-old playing on center my, court. It doesn't get much better than that. My nana's a huge tennis fan, and she was she was extremely excited about Coco Goff. That's good for the sport. You need young stars. You, they do need young stars. Serena, I don't even know if that many people even like Serena. But she's definitely the most marketable woman's tennis. Yeah, she, she's the GOAT. She's the But legend. now Coco, I mean, she's still got like, I don't know, five years where nobody expects her to win at all. And it's kind of just a fairy tale story of Coco. Yeah. You know, coming up and winning or whatever. She's still got a lot of room. Very to impressive. Room. Pretty legendary. But also, it's not only like her talent that's impressive. Her handling of like the media or whatever. Everybody wanted to talk to her and give her post-match interviews after her three wins. And even after her losses... She was always on on ESPN or whatever, and like they have like a set in London when they're when they cover the tournament, and she was always taking time to like interview with the analysts and like these are female tennis players who have like accomplished things in her career, like asking her questions and stuff, and I think she handled that all really well. Yeah, that's it's very impressive. She's to have that much poise at 15 years old know, and maturity. That's, that's it's, crazy. It's pretty insane. So Coco Goff, legendary name. I mean, you you can't have a especially individual sports. You need a good name for individual sports. I mean, it doesn't Coco, get much better Coco than Coco. Doesn't name. get much better than Coco. Also, in her match, she gets to the round of sixteen. She tennis moment tennis only three sets, and she lost the first set and was down in the second set, and then battled back to win the second third set. So it's even more impressive. She could have easily thrown in the towel against yeah, a professional tennis player. Yeah. Instead, she she came up on the goods. Good stuff. Gotta respect it. And yeah, she was she was blowing up on social media. Like she was the absolute talk of the tournament. Like her tweets, she gained so many followers on Instagram and Twitter, and her tweets were blowing up, and so many people were retweeting it. So right That's now cool. she's playing with house money. As she gets older, there'll be more pressure on her. And also, she's only fifteen. I mean, her body's not done developing and stuff like that. So she's still, it's yeah. It's inter- just because she's good now doesn't mean she's gonna be good five years from now. But she could also be like really good five years from now. I mean, yeah. You don't know like how she's gonna develop and the potential. Yeah, I agree. She could be a future star. Never know, but that this is big. You need young stars to build, I, I, to build a sport. I agree, and also it's good to have them in any sport a mix of old people, old veterans who have done it before, and young yeah, young people who have done it before as well. Um, and then uh, moving on this week, uh, I guess it's kind of hard to find a bigger sporting event this week than a major in a golf. So uh, this week the British Open being held in Royal Portrush, Northern Ireland. Seamus, what do you think about the British Open this week? You got any people that you like going into the tournament? I mean, 
I think Kepka's the best player in the world. Everyone thinks Kepka's the best player in the world. So obviously you gotta like Kepka. Uh, I think Tiger's not gonna make the cut. Uh, I like Justin Thomas. He's one of the highest earners on the tour. <laughs> he's he's a money maker. I like Justin Thomas this week. Uh, and then Rory. Uh, Rory's it's his home hometown home hometown country. is so I. I guess Rory too. Those are the those are the three guys I look out for. I mean, it's I, I'm not going out on a limb there. I'm taking three top ten players, but mm, so you think you like Justin Thomas because he makes money, but all the other players in the NBA they like to make money and don't win. But Justin Thomas makes money and doesn't win. You're okay with no, that? No, Justin Thomas wins to make his money. Yeah, all right, that's fine. Um, I think Tiger will make the cut. He's been put. Tiger is at his age right now, 43 years old. I think he is. He's a major player. I mean, he's. It's gonna get to a point where he plays less than 10 events a year. And who can blame him? I mean, he's chasing Jack Nicholas. Already won the Masters this year. Successful year for Tiger. Hasn't played since the, uh, what's it called, the U.S. Open. And also, Tiger was on PTI a couple couple days ago or last week. He, uh, before going over to Northern Ireland, he adjusted himself to uh, the European clock in America. He was waking up at 1 a.m. to simulate getting used to the European time, which I think is a great yeah, strategy. I, I think that's I think that's good because he's going to be getting plenty of sleep when He's not out celebrating a victory. When he misses the cut, what's he? I don't. I don't know why you think he's gonna miss the cut. He's he's overrated. I don't think he's overrated. I think the one worry for Tiger is you know all of Tiger's fans. You know you read on Twitter. There's this Tiger Tracker account. T Times reposted Tiger plays afternoon Thursday, early morning Friday. A lot of people worry about his bad back because Tiger has to wake up like five hours before the round. Well, he doesn't out. even have a back anymore. It's all plastic back there and metal. It's he's he's, he's like Darth Vader at golf. Tiger is a very iconic player. Um, I think I think he's gonna have a good tournament. Last year he almost won the British Open. Came in top five, I think. I don't know what his exact standing was. Lost to Molinari. Had the lead uh, through like sixty-five holes, something like that. That's where Tiger first time like holding a lead in the major championship and he for, choked. for a long time. He did not choke. Molinari played a very good tournament and won the tournament. And Tiger fell apart when it really mattered the most. Tiger, classic Tiger fashion. Tiger, Tiger is a has been. I know he won the U.S. Open, great comeback story and all. People forget that uh, he the won only, the Masters, and the Masters, yeah, whatever. People forget the only reason he needed it. He had a comeback story is because of self-inflicted wounds and a back injury that he kept coming back too early from. Uh, he's won one major in ten years. I, Tiger's not a threat. Overhyped, overrated. I get that he gets the most fans. I don't care. I think Brooks Koepka should get the most fans. I think Justin Thomas should have more fans than him. I think Rory. Rory might have more fans than him this week. Rory will have more fans than him. Yeah, the British Open is the biggest for the Europeans. The Europeans will have a huge following uh, this tournament. Yeah, uh, I see. I, I hope Rory does well. I mean, that'd be that'd be cool. Rory to win in his home. Yeah, I think that's overrated. Um, I don't. I think Rory overrated. Hasn't won a major in five years. Hasn't contended for a major in five years. He won four majors. Looked like he was gonna be the next great thing. Bombs his driver. He can't do anything else. Brooks Koepka is way better than him. Well, yeah, Brooks Cup is, is the best golfer in the world. Rory hasn't done anything in five years, and all this, at home there's going to be too much pressure. You know you know, Rory's going to choke. He can hit a big driver, and he can't do anything else. I like Rory this week. I might make a bet on Rory this week now. You think he's going to win the tournament? Yeah, why not? I think he has a better chance than Tiger. I would take Rory over Tiger 10 out of 10 times. You think, uh, I'm, I'll, without I'll even, say, say Tiger, Tiger finishes higher than Rory. All right, well, I'll tell you, this is, our, this, is this week's version of bias bonus. I'm taking Rory. I think Rory is finished higher than Tiger, without a doubt. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take take Tiger. Been resting up for this. Rory's been you know, he's not gonna be focused at home. There's gonna be too much pressure on him. 
have too many commitments, seeing too many people he knows around the golf course, seeing people he knows in the crowd. Tiger, yeah, no, locked in, focused, cool ready to go, chase for 18. He's, he's going to be a factor this weekend. Tiger's going to shank his first drive and be rattled. Tiger's going to shake his first drive, blame it on his back, and sit the rest of the tournament out. The guy's washed. I don't want to hear about Tiger. All right. And, uh, I guess you did bring up one good point, Brooks Kepka. It's interesting. PGA Tour events, he is nowhere to be seen. Majors, all of a sudden becomes the best player in the world. It makes no sense. Although, I guess the Majors, like the PGA Tour is a birdie fest basically every single week, which keeps a lot of players like in contention because the courses aren't as hard. Majors, I mean, Brooks Kepka, I mean, he could easily have won. He's, if he doesn't hit the ball in the water on number 12, makes a putt on 18, he could easily have won the Masters. U.S. Open, most cases, Gary Woodland there chokes. Gary Woodland did not choke. He played great golf. If Gary Woodland chokes like many others would there, Kepka's done a three-peat at their U.S. Open. Then he's just won the back-to-back PGA. Like his last four majors is like first, second, first, second. It's insane. How yeah, just, he's he has flicked the switch. It's insane. He's he's insane, and I don't. He doesn't get enough hype because casual sports fans like myself, like I mean, I think I probably know more golfers than a lot. Of, like, there's a lot of casual sports fans that don't really follow golf that know Tiger Woods, and that's it. And that is not good for the sport, in my opinion. Because Tiger, I don't care what anyone says, he is not. He's not playing that much longer. He's not going to be a successful golfer that for that much longer. Because he's really not. He's he won one major. And he when can, when can, the when he can he, compete at majors for the next ten years, okay. But is he? I don't think he's gonna win one. He could. I mean, it's hard to win. At it's hard most, to win a major. At most, just because you don't win a major doesn't mean you're right, terrible. But is, there's a more likely than chance that he does not win another major because it's just that. Realistically, hard. Tiger probably will not win another major because it's just that hard. Exactly. But that's the face of your face of your sport. That casual sports fans, it's the only guy they know. They know Tiger Woods. Maybe they know Phil. Like it's those guys are not gonna be there in, at the top of the game in ten years. Uh, I don't know why Brooks Kepler needs to be. Golf's moved. in a good spot. No one's talking about golf dying. There's a bunch of I'm young not saying stars golf, that carry I'm the not game. saying yeah, they carry the game, but your sport is gonna lose something when Tiger goes because nobody's as marketable. Yeah, but as think him. of what he's what the sports already gained because of Tiger. The more money that's in the game, the better players that are in the game. And the bad image he brought to them for five years when he was making a mess of himself off the off the course. <laughs> okay, well, there's only there's only he lost Gatorade. He lost Gatorade. You know why Brooks Koepka is this, Brooks Koepka is that good because of Tiger. That doesn't make any sense. He modeled his game after Tiger. Tiger bombs the ball. Now everybody's in the way. Joe Montana is the goat because Tiger Tom was Brady modeled his game after him. That, Tiger was that a, argument. Tiger was the only one in his era that went to the gym and worked out to hit the ball further. Now everybody. Brooks Koepka like bench press is like two fifty. So like Tiger's trainer is the reason why these guys are good, not Tiger. Tiger's dad yeah, actually. Tiger's, Tiger's dad actually. Tiger's dad is the one who made him do all this stuff. Okay, well Tiger's actually one that did it. Yeah, because that was so. Tiger's dad is the reason why Brooks Koepka is good. I disagree with that. Brooks Koepka, Brooks Koepka needs more hype. He needs he needs to you know they have the pictures of Tiger with like seven thousand people behind him. Brooks Koepka needs that. He's the best golfer of this generation right now. He's dominant. He is nasty. Brooks Koepka needs his following. I don't know why I don't see this behind Brooks Koepka. I don't know why people don't... Why do people want to watch Tiger shank drivers and okay, hold his back? He doesn't shake drivers or hold his back. He wins majors. He won the Masters. He wins major. He wins major. He, is, he does not win majors. 15. What did he do in the U.S. Open? 40th? 45th? 50th? Yeah, that's not bad. It's not good. It was like It was like, it's not, it was like high 20s. He, he didn't play up to the people that were following him. I think he had the best odds to win that, actually. Yeah, because people are going to bet on him. Yeah, well, they're idiots. You really think Tiger was going back-to-back? 40-year-old Tiger? Or however old he is? You think he was going back-to-back? Not going to happen. Tiger, if Tiger called it a career after the U.S. Open, that would have been the best way for him to end his career, in my opinion. 
this, the yeah, next ten years. Masters. If you're telling me Tiger's playing ten more years after the Masters, well, he's just got to play four tournaments a year. That's all he cares about. And it's gonna so be as a, time it, goes on, he will weed out all these other tournaments and just prepare. How come Phil doesn't do that? I don't know. Well, Phil's not winning. He hasn't won a major in like five years. Phil should do that. He should. I don't know. Phil Phil's should. a non-factor. He's the one who hits it all over the course. He's hey, well. That's what Tiger's going to be in ten years. If you're telling me he's playing ten more years, it's Phil not going to end well. Phil cannot hold up for four days in a row. It's sad. He just can't do it. And also the the Tiger's back thing on Twitter, like there's like the the barstool guys that follow golf and all these all like, all these all the big golf accounts. I see them on my Twitter feed all the time. Hashtag Tiger's back. Tiger's officially back. Tiger is not back. Tiger is never coming back. Tiger died in 2009. The old Tiger's gone. Tiger is not back. He beat the best field in golf in the biggest major ever. For one, Tiger might have been back for like an hour. Tiger is not back. We'll see. I, I still think he's going to win more majors. Old Tiger, old Tiger is not. This I mean, is, he's not the is, same Tiger, but he's still a pretty damn good Tiger. It's all right. <laughs> for one tournament. I don't want to hear it. When he misses the cut this week, you heard it here first. All right. I guess that's fair. British Open, though, one of the better major tournaments. It kind of shows who the best golfer is. Not, it's just a better test of golf than some of the other ones. All right, moving on. Uh, home Run Derby, I think that's we could could finish on the Home Run Derby. Happened uh, last week, All-Star break. Uh, what do you think about the Home Run Derby? Uh, uh, obviously, uh, P. Alonso edging out Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, to take home the title. And a million, a million bucks on the line. P, uh, Mets, young first baseman, rookie. Pete Alonso, great kid, won it all. Uh yeah, congrats to Pete Alonso. Uh, just want to say it first. I'm not an M- I'm not a baseball hater. I'm more of an MLB hater. I don't think they market their league well. I think the people that run that league, and a lot of people involved in that league, are just they don't know what they're doing marketing wise, and that matters a lot to the survival of the league. But anyway, this is the only this is the first baseball related thing I've watched since last year's World Series that I actually was invested in and entertained by. I think every MLB game this year, this year that I've turned on is just not. I got to have It's it's hard to care, and uh, it's hard to care in July. But this Homer Derby was electric. Vlad Guerrero Jr. He didn't win at all, but that guy was unreal to watch. He swings like he's gonna throw his back out every swing. It's unreal. Uh, that guy's a star in the making. I think he's he's like. He he's only like twenty. He's in the MLB, which he's twenty years old, and he's hitting home runs. I don't think, I don't think he's playing great. His he batting has eight average. home runs uh, since he got called up, and like he's not playing like out of his mind. But if you're twenty years old, or how old did you say he was? He's twenty. Twenty in the MLB, right? Like it takes it takes these guys years to make the MLB, and he's twenty. He's already there, and he thinks he's batting like two twenty or something, which isn't good, but it's not awful. I mean, he's he's gonna have plenty of time to figure out the pitchers. Exactly, and the guy, uh, I don't know. He's just he's electric. His dad was electric. He's electric. Swinging for the fences every time. I love it. He he kind of got screwed on the home run because of the format because he hits he hits fifty home runs or whatever. But or not him, uh, the guy he played against, uh, Jock, Jock Peterson. Peterson. Jock Peterson hits like fifty home runs to win the round, but he is out of, there's no chance he wins the next round. He or he he can't win the finals after that. He's out of gas. So yeah, the I format mean, was a little stupid. I thought he kind of got screwed, but the the Jock Peterson Vlad Guerrero Jr triple overtime thing was unreal. It was. Jock Peterson had chances to eliminate uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. in the in the playoff. There's also people who are uh, not happy that Vlad Guerrero Jr. with only eight home runs is on the home run derby. The home run derby is there to entertain people, and there was no one those better. Those people are stupid. That, that those people are the reason why I don't like baseball. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there who are saying that they didn't want him in the home run derby, but 
There was no better entertainer than Vlad Guerrero Jr. in that. No, the guy's pure electricity. I mean, in, after the round, the first round, I think he hit 29. He doesn't speak any English, which probably makes it a little bit better because it, it just makes it better because there's like this woman translator and in Spanish. And she's like, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. said he wanted to hit 30 that round. I, I, I couldn't hear any of it. I was watching the Spanish broadcast. I was on vacation. I, I was, But this is like the one thing I tuned in to watch while I was on vacation. This was electric. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is, I don't know. I think the guy's a future star. I love him. He's my favorite baseball player right now, by then, far. It's not close. And then back to the format, I mean, you can't blame Pete Alonso for that. The first round, he played a guy, he played Santana, who hit like 13 home runs. So all Pete Alonso had to do was hit 14, go back and tip some more Gatorade. Yeah, Next round, it. it got a little bit harder, but not really. So Pete Alonso had all the rest. Black Guerrero Jr., first round. He's going to learn from this, by the way. He doesn't need to hit 29 home runs when his yeah. opponent's hitting 15. <laughs> so the first round, if he doesn't hit 29, although he is supposed to put on a show for I, the I fans. love it because it's entertaining and he's putting on a show, but the format is not the best. It's kind of stupid. It's, like, it's exciting because it's one-on-one. It's a tournament. That's always fun and exciting. But it's stupid because guys get screwed. Like Pete Alonso probably should have... If he like, was, Jock Peterson and Vlad Guerrero Jr. should have been the final. Like that that was the that was the most entertaining. That was the yeah, most electric. I mean I think MLB's got a home run derby participant for the next ten years. Definitely at least. Definitely. And they got a guy who's very marketable. A wicked marketable young star. He's fun to watch. He's exciting. Um he seems like he has a good personality. So that's that's big for them maybe because that's been one of my biggest criticisms of them. They don't market their young players. They don't do anything to things. Yeah, and in that ballpark, lefties were supposed to have the advantage because it's shorter to left field, to right field than it is to left field. Vlad Guerrero Jr. was hitting the balls off the scoreboard. I don't think it mattered what the dimensions of the park was. His, his swing was on. Unre- he literally looked like that. Like his, if he let go of the bat, that thing was going out of the out of the park. It was insane. I've never seen anyone swing that hard, and he did it two hundred times. It was unreal. <laughs> it, it was it was pretty insane. Pete Alonso, he's a legit champion, though, I think. Um, he was hitting balls, like, dead center, like, 460. He was insane. He also has, like, 30 home runs this year, so it's, yeah. it, it's not his fault. That he was kind of hit to the same spot every time. Yeah. He was pretty, he was pretty, he's kind of a machine. He had a huge advantage, though, going second. He could just match whatever yeah. Vlad did. Vlad did put up a good fight in the last round. He hit, like, 23 or something. I mean, that, that's not terrible. It's not bad, yeah. Vlad was, Vlad's a beast. I'm a huge Vlad fan. Vlad, Vlad versus Jock for the, for the title next year. Yes, I need that. I need Vlad Jock final next year. I'll tune in. Yeah, the home run derby. I mean, it's a. I think it's a better system now than it was ten outs. I mean, ten outs is pretty yeah, pretty trash. Yeah, I agree. Right it's, now, it's definitely more more exciting. Also, way. the pitchers make make a huge difference. I mean, the Oakland A's guy, his pitcher couldn't throw him a strike, and he hit thirteen home runs. I mean, that was pretty <laughs> insane. I mean, yeah. if that guy got a couple of strikes, he would have been in the twenties. And yeah, Vlad. And Vlad was also, he was ready for the moment. They showed videos on the ESPN broadcast of him, like, taking home run batting practice in Toronto Stadium. And, like, it's just <laughs> him and his pitcher, and the crack of the bat was insane. He was just jacking them up. And then, <laughs> he's unreal. He's, he's, just, just, he's so fun to watch. I haven't seen an MLB player that fun to watch. The hair, too. Like, obviously, like, Betts and Schroeder are fun to watch, but, like, not like, like, they're different than him. He just, yeah, he's electric. He just swings for the fences every time. You I mean, love he, it. he had a lot of fun. Even if like he, they go to Cleveland and play a game there, I bet you he probably gets cheered by the fans. Yeah, no, when he goes he's, there. He's gonna he that was that was huge for him. That was I think it was definitely big for the MLB. That was I don't know. If you want to grow the game, you need guys like that. If you want to save the game, actually, you don't need to grow the game. You need to save the game. You need guys like that. The MLB is screwed if they don't get more Vlad Guerrero Juniors. The MLB has a bunch of young stars right now. The best players in the MLB are under thirty years old. Yeah, but nobody cares about them. 
Locally they do. That doesn't. That's not gonna carry you. You need a national audience. Mm. Baseball's a different sport than the other sports. I think baseball is fine. Baseball is well. It's obviously on the decline. Every every metric shows that most of their audience is over sixty. Baseball needs young stars that they can market to a national audience. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is that kind of guy. I'm not saying he's going to be the best player in the MLB ever, but he's that kind of guy. He's like Bryce Harper, but like less of a jerk, I guess. I don't know. Bryce Harper's not... Bryce Harper's very marketable, but I I don't know. We really like Bryce Harper. No. No. Vlad, pretty legendary performance in uh, the Home Run Derby. I mean, he's must-see next year and for years to come. Yeah, definitely. Is that it? Yeah. All right, that's it for this episode of Biased Opinion. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Biased underscore underscore opinion. Uh, we'll tweet whenever we have a new episode. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more next week. Next week.